Hey, 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 guys, this is the best you nation. And I'm Adler. This is Finn. And moments ago, you guys weren't present for this, but we were recording <laughs> without actually hitting record. So we're going to do this all over again. Hopefully we can get the same authenticity that we had just a few moments ago. Nonetheless, Finn, how is your day? <laughs> My day is going well, man. Uh, let me try to remember everything I just said. So basically, we it was we spent... a lovely lady's birthday, correct? Yes, it was the most of my life's birthday. What's that? Happy birthday! That's the most important thing we have to start off with. Yes, it was your lovely counterpart's birthday, Miss Cassandra. Happy birthday! She turned twenty-two again. You know that's that's what we're gonna stick with because you know obviously we don't give a lady's age. That's no. There's like, there's like a rule. There's a rule. Yeah. We went to, we went to Savannah. Uh, We had a really good time. We ate some really off, like really, really like home, home, good food. Uh, I was actually V all of it was vegan. Uh, It it really was an experience that I think that anybody who's willing to try it. I think that it's kind of our conversation that we had, like while we were there is that being vegan, it's not really, you don't have to be vegan to eat vegan. I think the experience of being vegan is it's like it, it just it's being conscientious about your body. It's also conscientious about being about the animals that, you know, unfortunately, we I think we don't really know what happens to them uh, besides what we're told or maybe we've seen. But genuinely, like just taking care of yourself is taking care of the world, so taking care of the earth, taking care of animals. It's just like taking care of everybody. And it's really just it's kind of nice, like how creative this is this is the thing being vegan to me is actually more of an art when it comes to sitting down at a restaurant and i was telling that we were talking about that with one of the guys i was working there he, he was just explaining to us to like his story and his background of becoming a vegan but bottom line like we just had a really good time uh we visited some different places in uh savannah we walked along the boardwalk we Didn't watched you guys get invited to some special vip brunch yeah so that was okay so I like that you said VIP. I felt like it was VIP. Cassandra, she she's like, no, we just you know we we went for brunch, and she's she's more humble about it than I am. But it was because it, it was her birthday. That's what. That's it was. what I they said. Like, I, look, like- I I look at it like, dude, we had we got invited to eat breakfast. They didn't even give us a menu because they gave us a special brunch menu. They just brought out this really delicious toast with like wild asparagus. I've never heard of wild asparagus, but it's wild asparagus. Mm-hmm. They get it from the forest of savannah they also get mushrooms that are like local there that they grow that are edible and it just like it was such a cool cool experience good vibes like just the whole time there we went outside we painted uh that was something we did in forsyth forsyth park we we went by the fountain and we sat there there was lots of lots of people lots of weddings going on it was just really the weather was perfect uh it rained a little bit we stayed in this nice little cottage so it's just That's like cool. the whole weekend, man, was just really about celebrating Cassandra and just enjoying time with her and just letting her know how important she is through you know, our time that we had together. Um, but other than that, you know, I I just I'm finishing up my hopefully my last semester of school until yeah. nursing school, um, and. I'm on my way losing some weight. I that's, that is one other thing that I will note. I people have been I've been you know, USA, don't worry about the, what's the number on the scale. Look at yourself like waistline, like your your measurements and 
I have some people at work. Some of the guys were, "Hey, man, you you look like you're you're slimming up a little bit, man. You look you looking good." And I'm like, oh, "I appreciate that." Steve like, is getting my- cat called. Steve Steve's getting cat called now at work. They're like, EMT. "Yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy, dude." And and I'm and I appreciate it because like you know I think it's hard sometimes to see yourself like the change that you're actually going through. Uh, people obviously notice it, and um, that's something that I will say that with since. If this is week 16 now or 17 of being vegan and being sober, no alcohol, uh, that, that has really made a game changing, like effect. So this on is my basically life. like a 25 hard almost, um, or not 25, 75 hard almost. Um, well, I've been where... drinking a lot of water too. Not this weekend. I didn't drink as much water. I've been drinking my average water intake the last seven days each day was at least six liters of water, which is a lot of water. That's a lot of water for for me. And I think for anybody, I think the average person should be drinking anywhere between one to three liters. So I'm actually doing double. I don't I don't know what liters, but I know that I, I make about a gallon. So I think about, a, I think, oh gosh, I think it's one, one or two liters, like a little bit under two liters is going to be a gallon of water. So I'm drinking anywhere yeah, between two to three gallons gallon. of water. Yeah, I do about so, a gallon myself. Um, but yeah, it is like, like a seventy-five hard. Yeah, it's it's basically like a seventy-five hard, and, and um, you know, I know you've been running too, right? How's how's that going? So I'm practicing. One thing I've been I noticed that I do a lot, and this is something that you and I have talked off air, is that I just I I have to run to know that I've ran. Like my biggest thing is I'm a speed runner. I used to like when I was in track and field or when I would sprint up a field in soccer, I was all about speed. My distance isn't that great. My speed is. So what I'm doing right now is disciplining my mind. I also think a part of it is because I have the wrong shoes. My shoes are not great. My shoes, my running right. shoes, I have like shoes that are really not sustainable for running. They're my work shoes and they're just kind of, they are running shoes, but I wore them down. So the 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 traction and just everything about the shoe is not really su- supportive enough. So I got to get a new pair of shoes that are actually like sustainable for running to make that running experience better. Um, but overall, these last few days like that I've ran, I, I run at least a mile a day. Sometimes I wear my watch. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes I don't really like to track it. I just more so know my route is at least a mile and a half every time. And it's more so a mental... Uh, a mental buildup for myself, building confidence, number one, and also building a routine. That's something that I'm trying to do and breaking the dist- the the speed run to be more distant. So what I'm trying to do right now is practice on just focusing on running, just running the, di- like do the 1.5, do the 1.5, do the 1.5. And then probably in the next couple of weeks from now, I'll start incorporating again back to having a watch on. And because I, a, I get, I, I get, running, I got a running that? chart. If you're interested, like there's a running chart on teaching you how to get to a point where you're running marathons. Sure, dude. I'd love that, man. Um, I, I just, I get, I get, I get pressured. Then this is maybe something that runners do and have done before they got really good at this. But I get like, okay, my, for example, my first mile, my mile time will be like eight minutes, eight, eight thirty sometimes, sometimes nine, depending on the day. But mm-hmm. If it's like an eight mile, eight and a half mile run, and I sped ran that in the beginning, and we talked about this, I sped like I'm running this as a fast pace. Now my second mile is usually like anywhere between nine and ten thirty, and I get exhausted, 
because I'm now I'm trying to beat the overall time. So like now, like, oh my gosh, I have to beat 30 minutes. And so what I do is I kind of get, I kind of, I over, I over challenge myself. So I'm like, good. It's great that I'm challenging myself. But what ends up happening is I actually burn myself out before I actually reach the last like part of the stretch, which is where you really want to have that last like second win that comes in to save you those 20 seconds from hitting your goal. And so that's yeah. kind of like why I've kind of eliminated all the, uh, and, and I know this might sound silly, but in order to grow or in order to really make the progress improvement is that you have to take out the, what could be causing me to think that way. And so like, for example, I don't like to run with the watch be sometimes because I notice that I'll look at the watch and I'm like, oh man, I saw this much. So I try to run faster to beat the time. And it's actually like you psych yourself out. How so, you, so how, how do you track your time when you do without the watch? I'm just, just curious. So I usually set a goal of like, I usually put 3.1 if I'm gonna do the 5K. If I do a regular like 1.5, again, it's I already know that the track that I walk with Cassandra at night is also the same. It's 1.5 miles, the whole round that I do. Okay, okay. So what I'll do is I'll either set the goal for 1.5 or I'll do an open run. But what happens is, is that I, I, I overwhelm myself. This is a mindset. This is me just having to shift my mindset from being fast, a fast runner to being a distant runner and being more strategic on where to run fast and where not to run fast. So overall, long story short, yes, my running um, has become very developmental and I'm just kind of taking the process and just making sure at least once a day I'm out running, whether that's for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, a, a specific amount of mileage. Uh, that's, that to me is just, it's, it does two things. Number one, I'm setting my goal. This is called what we talked about making your bed and brushing your teeth. Those are good goals, yep. simple, but good goals. Well, my right. goals in the running aspect is just making sure I get a mile in or at least some kind of form of running because that's also bringing in cardio. And that's also, um, that's my goal. One is cardio. And then number two is that consistency is just making sure you're going out there. Even if I run for like five to 10 minutes, even if it's not a really long run, I know that I went out there and I ran. That's all that matters is I went out and made an effort to run. And it's, again, it goes to an example that you shared about the guy that went to the gym for a few minutes, realized whatever, don't like this. Then he shows up again to the gym and he's gone for like seven minutes and he's like, all right, whatever. I like this. And then eventually he shows up and now he's doing 45 minute workouts, but this guy is jacked and swole when he first was kind of like not really in shape. And so that's kind of mine. That's where I'm on that journey right now is that I want to be able to run a 5k comfortably, not feeling like, oh my God, like I don't want to feel like I'm dying after I run a 5k. Just for clarification, that wasn't my example. That was um, one of the books that I read from James Clear. Yeah, um, but he was yeah. the one who talked about atomic habits. I just want—I don't—I don't want to take credit for it. It's like, oh no, I know, but you provide that one a lot, and I think that yeah. I want to give you credit for that because you do bring—you do bring that one to the table often, and it does have application. And I'm actually in that growth spurt right now, where I have to slow down in order to be better at running. It sounds stupid, but like I actually genuinely need to slow down. Cause I'm yeah. a speed runner so that I can be better at running distance so that I can run faster. If that makes sense. Well, and, and I'm, I'm happy that you actually brought up the, the whole goals and running, um, running in general, like the, the tall task is setting. Okay. Well, not, not setting. Um, the tall task is getting your mindset, right. 
and then setting a goal and then now to um execute on the goal i right. think that's like that's always been the the trickiest thing for a lot of people to master and you know like i'm currently in west virginia um i've, I've been in west virginia now for a grand total of like a day and i start my first week um you know upcoming this week and you know one of my one of my goals was to hit all 50 states by the time I'm 40. And I, you have to understand that it's not gonna happen all in one day. You're not gonna be able to hit all 50 states in one day. It's gonna take time. And like, even with your running example, like it's gonna take time and you gotta consistently work on it every single day. Um, my thing is just, I have to keep on working on it, like uh, try to take down as many states as I can within a year period. And the last like few years I've averaged like close to three, two to three every single year. And um, it's been it's been good so far. Like I've, I've been able to see different parts of the world and like experience different like cultures and stuff like that. And um, it's been pretty, um, pretty rewarding in general. Um, and, you know, you and I had discussed off air, and this is kind of like the topic that we kind of wanted to touch in um, today. And it's like understanding that you can never fully be present in your own situation until you're proud of your own presence. And like that, it's heavy, Amen. it's heavy to unpack. And the reason why it's heavy to unpack is like, what is that? What does that mean? Like, you can't be fully present until you're proud of your own presence. So you're just using the same word, it's redundant. And basically what that saying means is that if you look at the first part, you can't fully be present, meaning that you can't be in your current state or current place that you are in life. You can't fully be there unless you're comfortable with who you are. And a lot of society, they're uncomfortable with who they are. And because they're uncomfortable with who they are, they make sure to like, it's, it's like, it's almost like this defeated mindset kind of where you don't bother even trying because it's like, oh, well, why, why should I even try? Because, um, why should I even try? Because I'm not where I want to be at. And you have to understand that, like, it takes time. Everything that you want in, in, in life, it, it takes time. It takes it takes a little bit of work, a little bit of effort and consistency. And um, you have to learn how to be um, comfortable in your own skin, knowing who you are and understanding what your goal is, what's your desire, what's your plan, and being able to have it in here and then execute on it just time and time after again. And um, I'm happy you brought up the whole running point because that's that's literally like you know what we're, what we're doing. That's what we do here at the Best You Nation is we understand that like in order for us to actually live our lives the best that, of our abilities, we have to get to a point where we're comfortable in our own skin. No, you're you're absolutely right, man. I think that one of the things for me personally, right, is like the realization of being where I am today, like if I had to question myself 10 years ago, so 15 year old me, I, I, I was in a rush to become an adult. I think a lot of us, yes. uh, 
We all do it. I would say a lot of us, we, we try to get to the end goal. We try to, we become 18. We want to become 18. We want to become an adult, but we don't realize some of the most beautiful piece of advice our parents probably ever gave us was, you know, take your time, enjoy being a child because once you become an adult, life gets harder. And I look back now and if I could tell myself that, Hey, it does get harder. I mean, you essentially become better at life, but I know this is like cliche to say, but life doesn't always hand you the the set of cards that you want. Whether you want a certain layout of cards or you want that, you know, that royal flush, there's not always going to be a guarantee for any any hand dealt to you that's going to be wonderful. And so when being present, you know, you have to find that there is a sense of gratitude and a sense of grace in that. Because when you embrace today, right? So like one of the things that I learned is when you understand what you're going through today, it can essentially change the way that you think, feel, or even communicate with people the next day. And no matter what, no matter what the situation is, no matter where we are in life, right? Once you are comfortable, like you're saying, with it being comfortable in your skin, once you're comfortable in your skin of who you are, you're almost, and I, I want to use this in a sense, you're, you're, you're not immortal, but you are unstoppable when it comes to your, whether it's a genre, a, 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 a niche, or if it's just in general, people don't get to make the decision for you of what you're going to do with your life. You're aware of your goals. You're aware of how you're going to reach those goals. I think we go through, and I don't remember if you remember this, but like middle school, like you're just figuring things out. You're kind of experiencing this, like, who am I? That was a big question in high school. And now the question goes from who am I to how am I when you go to high school? And then once you become an adult, that who I'm, who am I to what am I to I am? is in the adult aspect. So um, a great example, and I want to share this one is like, and I know you have a great, we talked kind of this on off air. So I'm going to try to, I'm actually going to bring up another example. I don't want to like tie mine so close to what you said, but mm -hmm. I really am grateful for where I am today because I didn't know that I would be able to sit here and say that I overcame like anger with people. I used to be so angry with my parents, man. I used to be so angry with my brother. I'd be angry with anybody that didn't agree, didn't see eye to eye with me, uh, that went up against my ideology. I would be, I was a very angry person and I was afraid that I would never be able to overcome that. And I say that because the only way to truly appreciate the presence or the present, right? The present moment, this very now is that at one point I had to be aware that my anger was dictating my life. I wasn't comfortable being forgiving. I wasn't comfortable being willing to uh, be compassionate to people or to, to let go of things that didn't really need my negative attention because that was something that ruled my life, was my anger, my frustration. And it rooted from a lot of different traumas and the experience I had, you know, being a child, like an infant, which you won't really have to get into. It has nothing to do with anything right now. But 
I just wanted to use an example and share that like today, I would never want to be as angry as I was as a child. Like the, the amount yeah. of frustration and the amount of anger that I had as a kid towards people to the fact, to the point, to the point of not even giving a crap about people crying. I know that sounds really horrible, but like, I didn't care that people cried. I didn't care that people were sad. I didn't care. I, I was so angry that I didn't want to pay attention to other people's emotions and that I didn't find them important. I found, I found them actually inferior because my frustration in my head was superior because I wanted to understand things. I wanted to understand why I went through something, why I went through this experience in my life. But now it's like, you know, I'm in, in, I'm in a field which you and I are both can, well, we both can relate to. It's like being in healthcare requires a compassionate person. It requires somebody who is willing to put themselves before, put themselves behind other people and take care of people to the level of care um, that we, we would want for ourselves. But we always take care of other people before us. And it's something actually, I believe her name was, and I will tell you, let me see. This is just kind of like a quick thing I want to share. Her name is Carolyn Mice or Meese, I believe is her name. And Cassandra actually shared this with me. Um, we have this little sticky note. I actually pulled it off. Um, I pulled off the sticky note that we have in our bathroom. And I'm just going to read it to you. And then I'll give you the mic back because I know you probably want to say something. Uh, this is what she says. And then hold in your heart this prayer. This day of my life will never come again. I will never see the people I am looking at again. I will never see the sunrise and that sunset the same again. I will never see the person having breakfast with me the same, that same way again. Nothing in my life will come again the same way again. Only see the present with great gratitude and grace. I don't know. To me, when we were talking off air, this hit me because it was something that you shared. And it's just simply in simple terms is that today you can never repeat today exactly the same way tomorrow. You can have breakfast with the same person, but you won't have breakfast with the same person that with that person the same way. So we're talking about being present, but being comfortable with who we are and being aware of our presence today. And I guess that's kind of where I'll leave my little part for you to run with. Cause I'm not sure I know I've taken up a quite a bit of time enough of me. No, I mean, hey, you're, you're good, man. It's always, it's open mic, man. And like, as far as like, um, I, that, that makes you really think that, that, that prayer that you just read, it really makes you think because, uh, um, <clears throat> okay. Have you ever, have you ever found yourself like, like, I don't know the first time you go to Disney world and you go and like you view it with such like magic and reverence and all that stuff. Then you go to Disney world for the second time and like, it's fun still, it's still enjoyable, but you don't view it in that same light that you, you did the very first time. Uh, I don't know if that's uh, ever happened to you or if well, you could relate to Before we continue, you like, I don't know if there was like a little glitch of Wi-Fi or something. The oh. only part that I heard was how you, you remember when we went to Disney and then you paused for like 10 seconds. Ah, okay. So, All right, so just okay. come back so we can hear what you said. Cause I just want to make sure I understand what you're I'll, saying. I'll repeat it one more time. 
Yeah. So have you ever gone to Disney like the very first time and you're looking around, you see all the characters and you're looking at them with such reverence and such grace and such nostalgia and you're just like so overly uh, ecstatic, excited. And then you go yeah. that very first time and then you go back the second time and you still see Mickey Mouse, you still see Goofy and you see all the famous characters you saw the first time, but the feeling isn't as unique anymore. And it's not to say that it's not enjoyable, not to say that it's not fun. It's still fun, it's still enjoyable. But the thing is now you've done it before. And so like, I don't know if you've ever had that happen to you before or if that's something that you can relate to. I can't relate to Disney. Um, I, I, the only reason why, and I, I actually, it, I just laugh because when I think of Disney and seeing characters, I was deadly afraid. I mean, I'm talking about I would scream so loud. You can ask my parents. I remember we were sitting down and the characters came up to us. I freaked out. I screamed. I cried. I had a temper tantrum. I took a crap on Woody. I peed on one of the army guys because I was so scared. So I cannot yes. sit here and honestly say, yes, okay. I'm excited. <laughs> it's not very nostalgic for me. I think it's more, it's more of a like, wow. I I took a crap on you. You know, you know what's funny? I can still roll with that. Okay. The second roll time I'm just, I have to be honest. I just thought it was yeah. fun that you said like, oh, Disney. Like, no, 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 no. Not for me. I was deadly afraid. Follow with me. The second time you went to Disney, I'm sure in your mind you expected you were going to be afraid and you felt the same source of anxiety, panic that you felt the first time, right? No, because I was an adult. The la the second time that I went, I was 18. So this was like five and this was the 18. But I laughed. I laughed when I went because I was like, whoa, but there's growth. So I don't and know the if that's still keep playing. The reason why you laughed is because the expectation that you had the very first time was so terrible that you're like, it cannot be nearly as bad as it was the very first time. That's true. And you went in, you went in, and I'm sure you had a better experience that second time. Well, yeah, I wasn't I wasn't as scared of these characters. And but it, it works in both both ways. So you go the first time and you have this magical, amazing like situation, this amazing um, scenario. And then all of a sudden you go the second time, you're expecting all the magic to flow back in again, only to realize right. it's not as magical as it was the very first time. Well, I, I yeah, your concept, I understand your concept. The concept is a well, good concept for anybody well, and, else who loves Disney. Well, and, and I'm just, that's obviously clearly this example, whether it be Disney or whether it be the first time you fell in love, like whatever that case may be, like it's never going to be the same way it first happened. And I feel like society does this thing where when something good happens, whether it be good or bad, um, they have this this preconceived notion, oh, I expect this and this should happen and this should happen and this should happen because last time these things happened. And because I know these things happened, I'm assuming that history will repeat itself and this should happen again. Never realizing or understanding that we're in fixed pockets of time where we're never going to have these moments ever again. And the very first time these things happen to us, we're not going to be able to appreciate them the same level of appreciation that we had the very first time because now things have changed. And like, I think that's, you know, and I'm not sure if this is too far-fetched, 
but because we have this idea that things will never change and things will be we'll experience them the exact same we fall into the trap of like and i'm going to use this example i've never been married so i'm just going to use this as an example just as a guy that's just dated um on and off throughout my 20s you fall into this idea of well i don't feel the same about this person anymore and which i think personally it's my own personal opinion there's no studies to back it up i think this is why a lot of people get divorced they get divorced with this idea that oh well i don't feel the same way i felt about that person a few years back and the truth is you're not going to feel the same way that you feel for them the very first time like it's it's it that is not biologically you know, that's not biologically possible for you to have that same level of emotions every single time you can love somebody, you can have that appreciation. And yes, things might grow stale, but you gotta learn how to love that person through the staleness. And, you know, it's it's not our job to, you know, relive the exact moment, the exact same way every single time. It's not a movie, life isn't a movie. Life is a bunch of variables and pockets of time where we have to take advantage with the opportunities that we're, we are presented with and we we do the best with those moments whenever we get them but you going into a situation expecting that things will be the exact same it's redundant it's ridiculous every five years a, a human being changes that your taste bud changes your looks changes uh your, your the way that you style yourself changes your viewpoints of the world changes every five years so the fact that people are getting into this mindset that, well, I have to experience things the exact same, it makes no sense. There's no like objective data to support that claim. And I think that once you kind of accept that things will never be the same and you're living in this one unique moment, this one opportunity, this one pocket of time, you you will be able to enjoy it and be more present in that situation instead of being so uncomfortable and and being in your own skin that you neglect it and then you lose out on that whole entire opportunity i like what you're saying and i actually want to add something so one of the parts of the of the topic was like that you texted me said proud of your presence like being proud of your presence i kind of want to talk about what that means because i think that is important to understand that what does that mean what does that mean to you so being proud of your presence so being proud of your presence to me personally is um it is a it, it, it can go two ways it, it can either be from the outside perspective or the interpersonal perspective the interpersonal perspective is more so recognizing where you are today individually as i said before you know you you go like you you said it and i got i kind of said it not with like a statistic more so but it's like you said every five years someone changes right being able to change and being able to grow being willing to change and grow um, there is a sense of accomplishment. Like we as humans, we thrive on reward. There's a, there's a, there's a something about being rewarded. There's a stimulation there that pushes, pushes us or impresses us to continue to be motivated, to be inspired, to do bigger and better things. 
So being proud of your presence, that to me, for example, is the fact that I get to be here today doing a podcast or writing a book. And it's because your presence where you are in this very moment, again, in the pocket of time, I like that you say that pocket of time. Right now, we're doing a podcast in this season. In 10 years from now, we may be traveling. There will be a different pocket of time. But in order to be proud of the presence in that time, which we can't determine the future, but to be proud of it, we got to be proud of it now where we are here in this very moment, in this pocket of time. So I'm proud. Presence, presence is not future. I think that's kind of the problem that we have. Being present, remember in school, they talk about past, present, and future. Presence is not uh, predictable. Presence is not something you can, you cannot say tomorrow is going to be this. It presence, presence can, it has to be now, like the weather. The weatherman cannot, the weatherman can tell you that a, the forecast is a 60% chance of rain, but in, in like at three o'clock in the afternoon, but you really aren't going to know how much rain you're going to have until it's three o'clock tomorrow. That is the presence. And being proud of your presence. So presence is two, it's a, it's a, it's a homophone. Presence meaning you being here and also just, uh, I guess no. Hold on, not it's not. A, is it a homophone? Hold on, hold on. I'm trying to figure out how I'm using this. I, I'm having I'm having like a tumbling ball rolling here. No, yeah, that's fine. Your presence of being here, and the presence of being here. So being here as a person, but also the presence like right now in the present. Okay, never mind. It's not a homophone. Present in the present and being present, having presence. Uh, so for me. Again, the podcast, the book. Uh, I don't think that I would be where I am in the relationship I am with Cassandra if I wasn't proud of my presence and the present of where I am today as a person, as a man, as a fiance. Um, it's just part of it is, is that at one point five years ago, I was proud of where I was there. And that pushed me to get to where I am today. Where I am today is going to make me proud of where I am five years from now. But I cannot determine five years from now unless I focus on right now in the present, this very moment. So that whole statement of being proud of your presence, I believe you even said it. So I'm looking back at our text message. It says you can never be fully present until you're proud of your presence. To me, another way of looking at this is... We all have bills and the feeling of paying off your bills at the end of the month is a great feeling, but you're never going to be fully stress-free or relieved until all your bills are paid off because that's a constant stressor we all experience. When you know rent has been paid off, your car payments would pay off, your, your, your insurance has been paid off, uh, maybe a medical bill or a credit card and you know all that's been paid off and you got a couple hundred dollars, maybe a couple thousand dollars left for yourself to go on vacation. That's a great feeling. There's ease. There is, there's a peace of mind. So that is what proud of your presence is. There's a sense of, um, there's a sense of being proud. Your video went away, my friend. 
Uh, I'm, I'm still here. Um, I'm not sure. I can still see you. It says live video will return when their internet improves. Hold on. So you're probably still recording. By the way, guys, this is uh, Riverside is partnered with Spotify, which if you guys don't know, Spotify is our exclusive podcast host and our platform. We have a lot of people on Apple and we're growing on Spotify. And our video version of the podcast is only available on Apple. I'm sorry. Wow. False Spotify. advertisement on Spotify. Can you so, see me, uh, No, you're not. You're not popping up at the moment. But I do see a letter A and it's showing just the little audio tune, the little audio logo. But it's still recording. It says recording in higher quality. So I don't know if maybe the video is still going. It's just right now in this very moment. Up, oh, you're back. As I, say, I, I still I still see you, so I'm not sure. The, no, you're you're back. I don't know. Maybe it was just a pocket of uh, maybe a cloud went over your apartment. In, in that you know. pocket of time, you know, we had some technical difficulties, but we can't be too down on it or too upset about it. You just kind of have to just roll. With the oh no, it's it's not like that one time when we had absolute like we would do Zoom and we couldn't. We would be stuck just for like ten please. minutes. It's so. Stuck in the matrix. Um, but, but you know, you know that that second part of the in your presence, to, the way I interpreted it, right? Right. Um, I interpret that the presence, meaning being comfortable in your own skin, being comfortable with who you are, um, because you know, obviously, you said this earlier in, in your very first like point was when you were younger, you were in a rush to get older, and you wanted to move like through things so fast and get through everything, and that there's an argument to be made that you were just were speeding through or you wanted to speed through because you weren't comfortable with, with who you were in that moment in time right and you in order for you to make that progress that you're looking for you have to be comfortable with who you are as a person who you are currently right now in this space in this pocket of time in this moment in time you have to be comfortable with who you are understanding that you're not perfect but you're still chasing after improving and becoming better and striving to get better. And I will speak candidly. There are, I, I don't envy anyone else's life, but there are moments where I do get jealous um, at some of my peers where I think to myself, well, I should be much further along than I am currently. And I understand one thing that there are, tons of people who would kill to be in the position that I'm in. Right. And I'm over here wanting to be in a position of whoever, you know, this person is. And this person that I'm talking to about is probably wishing that they were a little bit further along like another person. And it just like it just goes back to that same story of that that guy who has this fancy car. And he's like, man, one day I want to be able to get a private jet. But someone's looking at his fancy car and saying, having they have a beat up car. And they're like, man, I can't wait to have a nice car like that one day. Somebody who's got a bike, riding a bike and looking at that beat up car is like, man, I can't wait to one day have a car. And the other person is looking over to the left and saying, man, I really wish I, I didn't have to walk everywhere I went and I could have a bike. And then you have that other person that's sitting on the balcony paralyzed in a wheelchair 
staring at the person walking saying, man, I would give anything to be able to walk. And the story, the, the lesson, the message from that um, like example is that you will always want something more as something better. But what's important is that you understand where you're at in life, accept it, understand it, and be comfortable in it hmm. because other people would kill to have that opportunity that you have. That in itself, dude, I don't, I don't even want to add anything to it because that is that, that story is powerful. And I actually like that really, like that really hit because it is, it's true. You know, it, it very is very true that we, we always want something that we, we have something we don't appreciate. It's kind of like what she, this this lady was saying is that only see the present with great gratitude and grace. We should be grateful for where we are right now because there are people who are experiencing things in a worse situation. I've seen patients come into the emergency room my age that I see and they're dealing with a chronic illness that they have didn't ask for or that they didn't necessarily uh, you know, deserve to be dealing with no. or one. Yeah. They just, they, you know, and then there's some, unfortunately that don't have the, the motivation or the understanding, the knowledge to really get on a path of navigation and they seek it from us. And I see them and it's like, they, I, I, they've got worse things going on than I do. And, you know, I'm frustrated because, you know, I want to be able to help people and someone may now hear me out. What I feel would be better for for them or if I say, hey, you know, we're here to help you out and take care of you. Like this is real life things that do happen. Like obviously I'm I'm being careful here with the privacy of the patient. But what I'm saying is, is that I run into encounters where you want to help somebody. They don't hear you. They don't want to hear you. Maybe they choose not to hear you. Maybe they do hear you. They just don't really want to do it they don't have that uh they haven't reached that level of being proud in their presence but it's like man you know i i i'm like man i'm frustrated but like this person's got stage two liver failure and they're 25 years old because that's actually something that i have seen in the er and it makes you go like wow or we have a code and it's just like man that's crazy. Like how, how did this, why did this happen to this person? They're so young. And it's like, you, you, you then realize it's then it's then when people go, Whoa, I guess it's like crazy. I get goosebumps just thinking about this. Like it, it, you have, we have it so good when you can just accept and be grateful and graceful because you never know where you're, you're, you were, you where, oh my gosh, where I'm stroking out here, where you will end up or where your time is or what your time is, because we're all lined up. My dad always said, you're lined up. You can't cut line. You can't skip the line. You can't try to give your space up to somebody. There's a time for everybody. So when you are so focused on trying to be somebody you're not, it's a full-time job trying to be yourself already. So adding more work to your load of being yourself is only going to make it harder for you to be truly present and to truly be embedded in the presence of who you are as a person and the comfort of your skin and the comfort of where you are today. 
Mic drop. Like it. So, um, you know, we won't uh, belabor the point <clears throat> any longer. Um, obviously, uh, if you're in a, a tough spot right now, understand this, that it, it will pass. And if you're in a good spot where life is wonderful, understand this, that moment will pass as well. Mm-hmm. So appreciate it for what it's worth and, you know, keep pushing and keep striving on being the best versions of yourselves. Um, but more importantly, we, we here at the best you nation, we thank you guys so much just for tuning in and listening to us. And honestly, without you guys, we wouldn't be able to do this. And, um, it's, it's something that, you know, I'm, I'm immensely grateful for this, um, platform and I'm not sure about you, Finn, but I know for me, ever since doing this, I have been able to be, it's almost like a form of therapy, so to speak, where I, I'm more in tune with my emotions and I understand, um, I have a better understanding of who I am as a person now, just by being able to have these few moments to talk it out. And and this is, you know, this is just my own like take on it. Like whether or not we get tons of views or tons of people to that are dying to be on the show or even a whole bunch of monetary gain from this, the only thing I do know is that by doing this, I feel as though I've become a better person in terms of processing my emotions and not just being so, a time before this, I was more robotic in my approach. And I think you're more cautious. That. You're just more cautious of how you yeah. felt. And and so like, this has been able to help me kind of navigate on like certain things and, um, even uh, creating an open forum with, you know, people that I love and trust that I can open up and talk about like really tough trying situations. And, you know, as I continue to iron um, out the wrinkles in my life, you know, I just think of myself like, you know, one day I would like to put pen to a paper and write it all down and make a story out of it. But until then, I'm just going to keep on sorting through each wrinkle as they arise and trying to be the best version of myself as much as I possibly can. So um, you, you said it for me, too, man. I, I mean, I know we're wrapping things up. I just I, I will say that this podcast has given me an opportunity to be also way more vulnerable and to be more open minded. I think is really where this is kind of going. Cause there's a lot of people out there who are needing to hear this kind of material because yeah. it's, it, it's, we are, we are all just a few traumas or a few experiences or a few emotions and thoughts apart. That's it. If you really, really break it down, that's really what keeps us from connecting at the most potential, at the most vulnerable part of our life. Everyone is so stressed about what other people think about their trauma or what they've been through. And that's what holds us back. And like you said, it this is a fantastic platform for myself and you. We've been able to talk about a lot of different things. I feel like when we first started, we weren't as we were we didn't really know where to start or where to go. But I feel like more and more over the years, we have become more, as you say yourself very well, it's emotionally provoking thought like thoughtful conversations that really, really makes people go, whoa, this is something that I'm going through. So it's not just like, we're not just telling people, we're actually experiencing our own self-awareness and our own growth. And we're gaining our own- It's a daily process. 
Yeah, it's 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 so neat. It's so neat. It's 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 yeah. it's uh you give and you receive kind of thing. I think with this podcast, it's really we give out information. We also receive our own personal growth from it. So, sure. but that's that's all I got, dude. That's yeah. Um, and, you said it um, well. Just uh, keep on tuning in once a week. Every Monday we have episodes. The video is available on Spotify. Um, definitely check us out. And uh, more importantly, you guys have a wonderful week. Reach out to us. Let us know if, the, if you um, have anything you want to share with us or um, you want to talk to us about. Um, follow us on our social media platforms. We have the Best You Nation on um, Instagram. I've got 24 hours in a day on Instagram. And uh, Finn Foster um, on Instagram as well. And um, Is TikTok down or is it out? No, the TikTok is still up. Um, like uh, it's, you didn't mention uh, it. I was like, "Oh, cred, it's probably gone." No, no, it's well, it's 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 still currently up, as far as I know. Um, uh, twenty four hours in a day. Um, check me out, and um, you know, just feel free to reach out, reach out to us at any point in time. We're human beings, just like you guys, and you know, we're always willing to listen. And you know, every now and again, I'll get somebody who reached out, like, and you know, we'll have uh, you know, just really good conversation just honest good heart to heart human to human just conversations about tough times and tough things that we're going through so that being said check us out again next week thank you for um, listening to us we appreciate you we love you have a wonderful blessed week take care take care